past the creaky metal gates. Through the fog-enveloped graveyard, you find yourself on the rickety old porch of a long-forgotten home. Beyond the threshold sits a man obsessed, a tortured soul, cursed to discover all about the Southern California haunt community and beyond. You have now entered the domain of the Creepcast with Rick Creeper. <laughs> Here we go. We're back at it. Episode 11 of the Creepcast, hosted by Rick Creeper 11. For some reason, I always have to say that. I don't know why, but I'm very excited to have um, the guest for this show. I have been uh, speaking to this person, well, indirectly through Instagram for the last, I don't know what, geez, over a year now. And she's been very inspirational and uh, very uh, motivating as far as my scare acting career. Uh, and just generally a nice person. Her name is Poison Glow. Uh, that's her Instagram handle. She's also known as the Ghost Town Bride and Not Scary Farm, and she's been there for quite some time now. So, how we doing, Miss? I'm doing all right. How are you? Not too bad. I hate to admit it, I'm really nervous about this episode. I don't know why. It's just, uh, you know, I, I look at you at a certain caliber as far as a scare actor, and you've been in the industry for so long, and I'm just like new school. I've only been doing this for two years, so it's like, it's very... <laughs> Very nerve wracking. At the same time, it's like very like just honored to have you on as well. So thank you. For, thank you for coming on and taking. I know you've, you. been, you've been very busy. You're not only a scare actress, but um, you're, also, you're also a scenic artist for Knott's Berry Farm, correct? Correct. And you just went been on doing that for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, you I we're going to get into that. Just you. God, you work harder than I do. Also, you just went on a recent journey with uh, creating your own art, correct? That's right. It's something that I've been, uh, you know, kind of holding in the back of my head, wanting to share some of my art. I've always been very reluctant to do that just because I think I am probably my biggest critic, not just in my art, but just all around. So um, it was really hard to do that, but I'm glad I'm doing it now because it's actually really rewarding. I'm going to butcher the name. Um, how do you, how do you pronounce it of your art? It's an aura of foreboding. So oh basically that's like from the Haunted Mansion. And oh, okay. then I said curio, which pretty much means, you know, like collectible items that are bizarre, strange, or interesting. So I figured that that kind of worked. I'm a big dumb animal. I had a hard time reading it on Instagram. Sorry. So <laughs> it's all good. So you've been a scare, scare actor for some quite, quite some time now. How long have you been doing that for? Um, altogether, I have worked 18 seasons of scary farm oh my yeah took a couple years out popped out a couple kids and i uh, came back <laughs> that's talk about dedication no big deal right no just no real quick that is just crazy how long you've been doing it so how did you get started there exactly um well to be honest uh i've always loved anything scary horror um my mom and my family weren't really big into scary stuff to be honest mm. uh my aunt and my cousins loved horror movies and I used to sneak over there to go watch all my scaries and stuff like that. So it's something I've always loved. Um, but let's go ahead and fast forward into maybe around the time I was about 18. Okay. One of my friends wanted to go to Knott's to get a job hmm. and she kind of like convinced me to go with her. I was not planning on working there, nothing of the sort. Hmm. I was going to college. I was going to college for graphic design at that time. And, uh, 
She was like, just go with me. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go with you. And so we got there. She's like, why don't you just apply with me? Cause I don't want to do this by myself. I was like, oh man, come on. Like I already, <laughs> already showed up with you. I know you want me to apply to like, I don't need a job. I don't want to work. <laughs> but so just, you know, being the good friend that I am, I was like, sure, I'll do it. So uh, I applied with her and we both got the job and it was going to be just like a regular knots job okay. at first. And then they were like, oh, but you know, we're also hiring for um, our Halloween event. If you're interested in that. And I was like, huh. I never thought about that. I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Interesting. Well, what do you have available? And um, so they had like a few monster spots available, like mass stuff. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to do all that, but Mm -hmm. I was like, what else do you guys have? And they said, you know, they had blackouts, which were kind of like, kind of like in maze security. Mm -hmm. They kind of watch out for the monsters. And then they had like line control and stuff like that. But when they said, you know, being inside of the maze, I was like, that would be really cool. I was like, I want to do that. I want to be a blackout. Now, not many people will come into this saying, yeah, that's what I want to do, which is something that I always laugh about because I feel like everybody is so quick to be like, no, I need to be on streets. I need to be sliding. I need it. For me, the way I've always looked at it throughout these 18 you know, seasons that I've worked, I feel that you gain so much by being able to just sit back and watch others and soak in everything before you jump out there. Um, I feel that by me being a blackout my very first year, I learned so much. I was surrounded by so many amazing monsters and hmm. um, very observant. There's no way that I th- I'd still be here today if it wasn't for that experience. That's smart because you took a back seat to kind of s- absorb everything that's going on around you. So you, you're probably yeah. like me. You're probably an introvert. You're very you're like a sponge and just like, okay, you know, I'll sit here and do my apprenticeship while, while everyone else is, you know, fighting for whatever that is very smart it's just i never thought about that way it's just uh i know some people are like i don't want to be a blackout it's like well you never know because right maybe that's the opportunity you're given and from there you're going to grow look at you you've been doing that for 18 years now so that's insane so you started as a blackout huh yeah a lot you know what's really interesting too is a lot of people that i do know that i've known for quite a while you know they've all started out also as you know being a blackout or a line control and I see no shame in that. And I think that that's actually the best way to start. And if not that, even just working in a maze, I worked in mazes for eight years. I never was once worried about, hey, I need to be seen. I need to be out in the streets. I want more freedom. I just soaked in every moment of what I was doing and took it for what it was and just enjoyed it. You know, I had great groups of friends around me. We were doing what we loved. I never once felt the need to be like, I need more. I want more, you know? And I find it interesting that as, the event has evolved and you know obviously groups of people have changed i i find it interesting how things have like the focus has changed a lot um but overall i've always been a very strong advocate of work in a maze at least a year mm-hmm. maybe even two at least because i feel that you learn so much in that environment mm-hmm. opposed to just jumping out on the streets and now don't get me wrong there's some monsters have gone out the streets that are absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. but everyone's a little different and I think that even with that, you still will learn so much from everyone around you. So being in a controlled environment, I feel like it's so different and you get to just soak everything in and it's such a neat experience. Interesting. What's, what's funny is, um, you know, when I, when I, again, this would have been my third year this year when I, um, auditioned at a uh, sinister point, it just, they're like, um, I got casted as one role, like a demon or something. I'm like, okay, cool. And then they're like, hey, we're going to change your role. You're going to be a security guard. And I was a bouncer for 20 years. I'm like, I don't want to work security. They're like, no, you're going to be like a demon possessed security <laughs> guard. I'm like, okay, cool. Right on. I thought I was going to like, have to be like bouncing people out. I was like, great. 
I was like, I'm not really looking forward to that. So uh, what was your very first maze you worked at at, uh, at Scary Farm? So my very first maze uh, that I was a blackout in was Horwood Hotel. That was back in 2000. Mm -hmm. It was in the Wilderness Dance Hall. And uh, that's probably still up there as one of my top years working <laughs> at the event. You say probably one of your best experiences, like your first experience, always like probably the... Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty cool. I met so many people there that, you know, I'm still in contact many of them and it's really interesting just to kind of see everybody um kind of grow into their own everybody kind of went down their own road and did their thing but yet we're all still so connected you know so when did glow uh transfer from blackout to actual scare actor <laughs> the following year i actually uh was in the maze called blood bayou okay I remember and that. that was in mystery lodge and uh, i was one of the blue girls i remember that maze that was pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was like all like backwoods, like bayou, super cool. I love that maze. It's probably up there with the classics for sure for me. So when did you start doing uh, scenic art uh, artwork at uh, at Knots? So what what came first, the the scare actress or the scenic artist? Uh, it's definitely scare actor first. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I hate that term. <laughs> so I don't know why. I've always it bothers me sometimes mm -hmm. when I hear people like I'm a scare actor like that's awesome like don't get me wrong like I feel like that's it mm -hmm. makes sense it is a title but for me personally I can never call myself that like so what, what, what would you classify yourself as as a weirdo <laughs> well at least you're being honest I don't know a performer I guess. how about a haunter performer performer haunter there we go I mean yeah I guess I would say a haunter um yeah, I don't know. It's it's always been weird to me for some reason. Like I don't like I can see it for other people like when they're like, "Oh, these are scare actors." Like, "Oh, cool." And then when they're like, "Are you a scare actor?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I don't know. No, no, that's not me. Like, I just want I just want I don't like it. Well, so when did you become a performer then? There very that was your very first Mason Blood by the there. Um actually, that was so 2001, I guess would be technically the first year that I um performed okay uh the first year i did any scenic art for knots was 2011 okay um and at that time i was only doing it just for the event i wasn't on year round uh in 2016 i decided to come back and do i worked a couple years you know just seasonally and then in 2016 i came back to do another season of just haunt um, because my schedule kind of allowed me to do that. Mm -hmm. I was working at Disney full time. So I, in that little gap, I didn't have any time, you know, to do all of that stuff wow. that that's, I used to be able to do. That's a busy schedule. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Um, but in 2016, I was able to pull it off and I decided to, you know, Hey, I really miss doing this. I want to come paint some mazes. Let's do it. So I did. And I ended up staying on, um, and I'm now full time. I've been there ever since, uh, I also stopped working at Disney, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> so um, what exactly are the responsibilities of the, um, the scenic artists? Um, pretty much we're setting the, the stage, so to speak, for um, all of our events. So it's like photo ops and we paint our mazes and mm -hmm. um, any stage shows or stuff like that that you see, you know, obviously we don't build them, but we come and we make them pretty for you. So, uh, like set pieces and stuff like that. So, like for instance, for, obviously for Haunt, we paint all the mazes. So cool. 
we would do any of the stage shows, uh, spooky farm stuff. Mm -hmm. Basically, all the cute little stuff that you see around the park, we usually paint that stuff for you. <laughs> it blows my mind that, that you do that full time. And then during the season, you're doing that and you're working haunts. I'm just like, how do you do both? I just, I had a hard time just with my day job and then, you know, going working weekends, wherever. And I was just like, I regret, not regret it, but I'm like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. And it's just like, to me, that's very honorable you get to do both. <laughs> and the fact that you're actually in the mazes, like, you know, doing distressing or painting and detailing, that is so cool. It's just like, you're fully engulfed in it, almost like, not year round, but practically. I yeah. Mean, just, that's in, that's insane. For a good portion of the year, yes. <laughs> so, you, you, so you get to be spooky almost year round, pretty much. Then, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> um, with the ex this year, obviously. But, oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's a bummer too because we actually had started working on stuff, and then obviously what happened happened, and right. here we are. But um, we do spend a good portion of the year now just working solely on this event. I think that the quality and everything has gone up so much and it's really neat that we're able to dedicate so much of our time and our skills to making it so much better now. I'm that guy. I love, um, I don't, they don't scare me a lot unless they're little, little females about this tall, about four foot. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but, um, lots of times the, the actors performers they leave me alone. They see this meathead walking through. Plus I'm geeking out in the sets. I'm like, dude, look at that lighting or the detail on those rocks. And that's what I love. I made the mistake. Yeah. I think last year, or the year before it was the, the ship part and in the depths. And I walked in and there was about four. I, I swear to God, they put every female uh, scare actor in there. I walked in and I made a face like, Ugh, why is it? And I just, I don't like where they're tiny or the word dresses. And they seen that look on my yeah. face and they looked at each other and like nodding in sequence. And they like lunged at me and they literally chased me out the maze. That's the only time I get scared, but uh, I'm that guy that geeks Shout out. Shout out to the wenches. <sighs> yeah, that was horrible. That makes me so happy to hear by the way, because that's always been my biggest thing. Cause obviously I'm not a very large individual. I am five, three and, uh, my thing is, I always like to go after bigger guys. For me, it's just yeah. satisfying. So hearing that makes me. We're gonna talk about that too. About my experience is trying to approach mm -hmm. you and just ugh, no. But um, <laughs> I, I've always I've always loved the details. It's just the the build side of it, and like just like the lighting, the decor. And I'm just like, how do they do that? And just so I'm focused on that, and I appreciate that so much. That's why like I see what you do, and I'm like, that is amazing because you get you're getting to create something that someone else is gonna enjoy. At the same time, you're getting fulfillment from it. So it's like. It, oh, absolutely. I, I think see. for me, that's the biggest like reward is stepping back at the end. Like, don't get me wrong. It is a lot of work. Uh -huh. There is blood, sweat, tears. There is everything that goes into that. But at the end of the day, when we look back at what we've created and just seeing how much everyone loves it, it's so rewarding and it just feels so good. Like, and like you, when I go to other events or just anywhere in general, anything, theme park i'm such a big theme park nerd i am looking <laughs> for every detail i'm looking at how do they do that oh how can i do that how can i recreate this like it's funny like i can't go to universal or anywhere mm -hmm. else and not you know just geek out on like oh look at this really cool texture like <laughs> i love that you know? it's just uh, my grandfather's a carpenter he was always painting and doing stuff so i was always a little kid watching him and and he built furniture for us as kids and my parents That's and all cool. that so anything but paint art or just like uh you know, I do like a little hokey display here or like my altar. I got like, you know, Halloween stuff. I just, I've always liked that in the mazes and the scary farm. Just like, where in the hell are they getting all this stuff? Where are they finding these people? 
And just like last year, yeah. <laughs> the last three years blew my mind. I mean, just blew my mind. Like there was times I was so engulfed. I forgot that I was actually at the park. I, th I thought it was like in, in Calico, like in Origins. I'm just like, like pointing. I try not to like, I try not to point things out to people. I'm like, dude, look at that. I was like, oh my God. The makeup too. I love makeup. I be, I, I've, I've become a makeup diva, yeah. you know, being a monster myself. I was like, no, I prefer makeup. Excuse me. It's just, uh, uh, I, I've always yeah. been to the details. It's like. <laughs> Um, going back to your um, your art, were you are you educated or just something a natural talent that you developed as as, as, a, as a kid or what? Well, how did you take Most this journey? Most of what I do is all self taught. Really? So um, I mean, I did go to school for graphic design, and you know, I did do quite a bit of art in school. But um, I feel like the majority of everything that I do, even now, is stuff that I've taught myself. It's kind of just been in me, I guess. I've ever since I was a kid, I've just always loved to draw. Like I was an only child for quite a while. My sister was born when I was ten. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of time by myself. So for me, I remember one of my greatest Christmas gifts I ever got was like a giant pack of crayons. Like That's cool. <laughs> and I remember my mom had bought me like a bike or something that same year, and she's like, "Well, what, what was your favorite present?" I was like, "The crayons." The crayons. She was like what? <laughs> That's just me. I've always just been so into, I love to draw. I love to color. I love anything that allows me to just be creative. That, I love that because it's, it's a form of expressionism. And then when you're, when you have a natural talent, it's just something you're very passionate about. It comes from here. Uh, I'm not on camera. The, the guests can, I mean, the, the people at home can, it comes from, <laughs> the, it comes from the heart. And then now you, you're over here at scary farm. We're doing details and also not Berry farm. I'm just like, man, that's just, you know, that's passion right there. To me, that that's has more value than anything. It's just just being passionate about what you do. And that's what I love. It's like, I don't get me wrong, I love my day job. Okay, I like my day job. I'm not in love with it. <laughs> but it allows me to live the life I want to live and be a monster on the weekends or whenever. Right. But it's like, but you're over here doing something that you're you're great at, naturally, naturally tant talented at, and you love as well. Thank so you. that's commendable. That's I was like, that's pretty cool. So so wow. So um Thank you. what are some of your favorite mazes that you worked in throughout the years? Well, <laughs> definitely my number one would have to be the asylum. Okay, I'll uh, hands down has always been my favorite maze. It was definitely my favorite one to work in. Um I love that concept. everything about it is has inspired me to do so much and also I feel like aspects of that character that I portrayed have kind of shine it just shines through in everything I do, I feel. Hmm. I was about to say that who, what you played in Asylum, do you feel like that was kind of like the jumping point for who you are now? I feel honestly like all of the characters I've portrayed have kind of been like, is now like a culmination of what I am now. And it's really interesting because I kind of sat back and thought about that one day because I was thinking about all the different like attributes to what I'm doing now. And there's little bits and pieces of all of my favorite characters I've ever portrayed all kind of rolled into this one. That's that's a that's a lot of monster right there, Jesus. That's a whole lot of monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you part of the Deadly Seven? I was. Really? Yes, I was wrath. Okay, you. That was a, if I remember correctly, very colorful hair, and you had the white out contacts, which I'm not a big. I mean, I love them, but ugh, that's just creepy looking. <laughs> um, that cre that character to me creeped me out. So, um. If you were to describe, if you, <laughs> if you were to describe describe Wrath, uh, how would you describe her? Angry. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> She's a uh, aggressive, angry. Pretty much everything that I have always tried to embody when I'm 
in character. Um, I've never been the girl character who's like, oh, I want to be cute. I want to be pretty. Look at me. Like I have always been taught. I, I hang around with a lot of guys and they've always told me to be very aggressive so that people don't mess with you. And that's kind of who I've always embodied. Even as a kid, I've always been kind of a tomboy. I've always hung out with the guys. I'm more rough around the edges, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, I might not always look like it, but that's truly who I am. And in a snap, I can just turn from like, I'm this sweet little girl to do not mess with me because you're not going to like what's going to happen. Next. Let me write that down. Um, so I feel like I was able to really like embody all of that and put it into that character and then just work perfectly. That's great. That's, that's amazing. So how long was it before, what am I trying to say here? How long was it before you were playing various characters when you were approached to uh, take on the role of the bride? Oof. Um, so I did about eight years in mazes. Mm -hmm. um, the longest maze I ever worked was the asylum. I was there for four seasons. Um, from there, I worked two years in Ghost Town. Um, I was the war widow from 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, 2011 through 2013, I worked in Necropolis. I was I an that. aristocrat nurse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I took a year off. And then when I came back in 2015, that's when I was in the Deadly Seven. Mm -hmm. And then the following year, um, they were preparing to do like a promo shoot for the park. And they wanted to have certain characters be in this promo shoot. Mm -hmm. And um, they asked me, hey, like, would you be interested in being in this promo? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I don't mind. Um, what, what am I dressing up as? Because, you know, I was wrath i don't think you <laughs> want that in your promo i don't think it matches you know the, the flow you're going with here exactly so like oh well would you want to be the bride and i'm like what <laughs> oh no 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 like i was like no way there's no freaking way hmm. so let me give you a little info here real quick okay the bride has always been my absolute favorite character mm -hmm. since the very beginning um when i started going you know in high school going walking around looking at everything I always would notice her and I was like, she is badass. Like Creepy. everything about her character was just amazing to me. I loved it. It was so cool. And so when I'm being asked to now portray this character that I hold in such a high regard, I was like, there's no freaking way I can't do it. Mm -hmm. There's no way I cannot do this. I felt so weird even thinking about it. And I remember it just kept running through my head, running through my head. Like, no, like I can't see myself as that. Like, that's weird. Like, I don't know. So I was going to just wear my old um, costume that I used to wear when I was in Ghost Town before. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'll just wear that. That's fine. At least I'm comfortable in it. And I already know like what I do, whatever. And um, they're like, okay, cool. Um, are you sure you don't want to do the bride though? And I was just like, uh, I don't know. And I kind of <laughs> started voicing my reasons and they were kind of looking at me like, yeah, 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 sure. And I was like, no, really? Like, I don't know. I, I feel awkward. I'm like, okay, look, if you guys really want me to do it, like, I don't, I'll do it. I'll do it for the promo. They twisted like, your okay, arm. Cool, yeah. That I think that'd be cool. Just just do it for the shoot. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. So that was the first big promo shoot that uh Knott's shot with all the scare zones. I don't know if you remember that. What year um, was this? It's the one where we're kind of like walking. You it's not the one with the coffin, it's the one from the year before that. I think so. Um, where we're all just kind of like walking each scare zone and we all kind of meet up in one spot. I think so. I think I remember that. So that is footage from the very first time I was ever <laughs> in costume as the bride <laughs> so it's kind of funny to think about now like looking back on it um, 
But yeah, so after that happened, they were kind of like, so we really liked that. Um, yeah, no so choice. What do you want to do this year? And I was like, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, well, would you be willing to take on this character? And I'm just like, I, uh, n- uh no, like, <laughs> what? Me? No, like, no, 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 no. You know, I know there's other people who would really love to be this. And, and for me, it's never been a like, oh, I need, I want to, you know, be this character because, you know, it's going to put me at a certain, you know, standard or like, uh-huh. no, it's never been about that. For me, it's always just been like, what do I feel comfortable in? What do I want to portray? Is it still going to be fun for me? Am I doing what I love with my friends? That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been one to be like, oh, I need to be this top character or anything like that. So for me, it felt weird looking at it in the in the aspect of, oh my God, am I really going to try to do this thing that I am holding like up on this giant pedestal? Like, I don't feel like I'm good enough for this. That's some big shoes to fill. Wow. And um, yeah. And so I remember I I talked it over with a few of my friends and um, I talked it over with one of my best friends um, and he was like, you would be so perfect for this. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. And, you know, I had a couple other people kind of trying to talk to me. I had, um, John Cook telling me like, come on, like, just, I think you'd be good at this. And like, all of us were just kind of like, I was going back with messaging everybody like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Shit. And then finally I was like, okay, look, you guys just choose whatever character you want me to be. Cause they had offered me a few different characters mm-hmm. to kind of play with in my head. It was a character that would have been in the new scare zone, which was the hollow. Um, there was a character that was for Carnival. There was a character that would have been what I already was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being Wrath again. Um, they asked me if I wanted to be my old ghost town character, which I mm-hmm. kind of was more on, on board with. Right. Or there was the bride. And I was like, so scatterbrained about it. I was just like, I don't know. I, I, I can't do this. I can't make this decision. Look, I trust you guys. You put me in whatever role you think will be beneficial to this event. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't care what the costume is. Whatever you think that I'm going to be good at and it's going to help this event and or it'll be good, you know, I trust you guys. And just let me know. You let me know what I'm doing. So and you so left it up to like, them. Okay, cool. You left yeah, it up. To, oh, of course they're going to make you the bride. You left it up to them. <laughs> well, but I, I definitely voiced what my concerns were and like <laughs> why I didn't feel like like I told them genuinely like if you feel like there's somebody who would be better fit for this like I'm not going to take offense to it please by all means you know mm-hmm. I think that if somebody's a great fit for a certain character then they should fill that spot it's not about who was here first or who you know has more clout or whatever the heck you want to say mm-hmm. I feel like in something like this when you're filling a role like these are characters it's like being in a movie if somebody is you know more fit for a character they they should fill that spot it's not because I got there first or, you know, whatever. But, um, it's, so yeah, so I was like, you let me know. <laughs> that's very, that's very, and so they let me know. And I found out that I was the bride. That's very honorable. The way you looked at it, you're like, Hey, whoever fits this role, the best, give it to them. It's like, no, I, I got her first. I deserve it. It's like the fact that you approached it like that. A lot of people, re- that's very respectful. I mean, that to me, I'm like, wow, this is why I feel like you deserved it. And they gave it to you, but they obviously saw something, but the way you approached that's very honorable. So I, I, that's very respectful. And I appreciate that. So, um, once you became the bride, what were some of your influences like to, to, to develop that character? Like, how did you make it your own thing eventually? So, like I was saying, I was just so like, after I found out that this was official, this is a thing. I remember in my head, I just started playing out all these scenarios like, Oh crap. Like I'm going to flop. I'm going to screw this up. I, I, 
I'm one of those people, like I said, I am my biggest critic. Like I always just think the worst <laughs> right off the bat of mm-hmm. how it was going to be and how everybody was going to look at me like, what have you done? <laughs> so I, I remember I just kept thinking like, I, I need to find a way to honor this character that I love so much, but at the same time, I need to make it my own so that it's not compared you can't put them both in the same category. You know what I mean? Like you can't constantly be, be comparing to the old bride because I feel like that's a giant problem that happens when somebody takes over a role that, you know, used to belong to somebody else that they try so hard to be exactly that same character. And so if they don't do it exactly, then they're constantly being judged for it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like it's something that you need to grab it by the horns and just make it your own. Like just do what you got to do. So I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to take aspects of this character that I really loved from before, but I'm going to make it more me. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put my spin on it. She's going to be angrier. She's going to be more aggressive. She's going to just be scary, like super scary. That's what I wanted. That's who I am. That's what I love. And so I was like, that's what it's going to be. I mean, the previous bride, she was already terrifying. She mm-hmm. was aggressive. She was loud. And I loved that about her. That's mm-hmm. what really caught my eye. So I was like, okay, let's do that. But let's put a spin on it. And then, of course, being that I worked at the Haunted Mansion for so long, which is, I'm completely obsessed with, the bride from the Haunted Mansion has always been one of my favorite characters also. So I was like, how can I kind of play an homage to, to her? And so... That's how the candle came along. So for me, it's kind of like putting that out there. I love, I love your character. I love the concept that art, everything you do about it. At the same time, it's like a love hate relationship. I, I, I'm super creeped out by the bride. Um, you do this move. You just stand, you stand there, like, and you had, and the gloves creep. I don't know what the gloves. I they, they creep me out. They're like satin gloves. They look like, but they're like dingy. Yeah. And you got the candle <laughs> to your face, and you got this big grin. And like the, the big dramatic eyebrows and the, the white out contacts. And you got this smile. I was, I think it was uh, opening night last year. And um, I took my little cousin who's doing his own home hot this year. And he's like, hey, let's go eat the ghost town grill and we'll walk around. He loves all the sliders. He knows them all. He's like, hey, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. Okay, cool. So um, I'm like, hey, dude, there's a bride. And you were just standing. You're, st- you're hanging out by um, Birdcage Theater, I think. I think. Okay. Yeah. And um, you're just standing there. I'm like, go talk to her, dude. And he's like, you go with me. And you're standing there and you do this move where you had your hands out and you started smiling and you stuck your tongue out. And I was like, Ugh. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. And <laughs> then you do like this, like this move. It's kind of like a skip and like a run and you dash in the crowd and you disappeared in the fog. I'm like, well, I'm not approaching her at all. It's like, hell no. I think, I think uh, the bride and Otis, because I can relate to, because he's a big dude like me are my favorites. But that was last year and the year before, uh, this is before I was dating the girlfriend. Um, I was on a date and I saw the bride again. I'm like, nope. I was like, no, thank you. Um, side, a side story about Otis. I, I don't know. He, he pops out of nowhere. He, he's a big man and he pops out of everywhere. And, and both times he's heard me talking about him. And so um, really, it's what's weird. I'm like, how does he, is he, is he psychic? I'm like, and so um, I, I love he his, might he might be. It's just, I love his look. He's got the big hair and everything. It's yeah. just, um, uh, I remember one year I was like, I, I don't see Otis. Then I hear I'm right here and he's right behind me in the fog. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, like he popped up out of nowhere. And then I'm like, I love it. And then the, I think the following year, I'm like, Hey Otis, he's all nice to see you. And he's like, ah, and he ran off. I'm like, 
That is creepy as hell, but I love it. But yeah, just your character, I, I can't, like obviously I could talk to you now, but like it, let's say next year I see you on the streets, I'm like, nope, there's no way in hell I'm gonna go up to you. And it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take, nah, I'm good. I was like, I'm good with that. It's like, you you shared a backstory at, um, I think it was Honex. You did a panel two years ago at Honex and you had a, a whole story how um, you developed the, I guess a backstory to Lilith and how she was poisoned on her wedding night. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. That, the fact. Where she was poisoned. Yeah. The fact you had um, a backstory. I'm sorry. Basically, keep it's been really interesting too. Just kind of, this has kind of made it my own version because mm -hmm. I feel like she's more of a ghost now than she was before. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of do what I do to make it look very supernatural in a way. Um, but yeah, basically, I, I kind of said that she was poisoned on her wedding day, and mm -hmm. instead of a wedding, she was now having a funeral. Oh, so that was <laughs> oh, whoa. that whole ugh, that the, so I, the play whole look. Play that one out in your brain. Yeah, the whole look is just it's creepy as hell, and the fact that you had a backstory. Do you wear boots? I could have sworn I seen. It seems like you wear boots when you're out there running around. I could have sworn you were like Doc Martens. Maybe I just saw like, I just saw these little feet running through the fog and I was just like, you're five foot nothing. No, no offense. <laughs> Tiny baby feet yeah, just running through. I just, no I, offense. I mean, I'm six four. who does work hard. Yeah. And I just see I this. I always suggest wearing basketball shoes. That's what I wear. That's how I move around so quickly. I wear like. <laughs> basketball uh, shoes is where it's Basketball at. shoes. I think I wear Nike sometimes I've done them, but um, you're five foot three. Basketball shoes are awesome because they give you really great ankle support. And I put toe caps on them, so that might be why you think they're Ah, big. that's why they look like boots. You move, it just, you disappear in the fog, and I think that's creepy as hell. It's just like, like again, I love the character. <laughs> I love the makeup. I just, I would never approach you, so it's, yeah, that's that's pretty creepy. So um, I'm thinking we take take a quick little break, and we'll come back and talk about a little more about your art, and then uh, your experiences being a scenic artist a little bit more. I got a couple of random Halloween questions for you, so we'll be right back. Don't you dare try to escape. The Creepcast with Rick Creeper shall return. Hello, everybody. This is Rick Creeper 11 from the Creepcast podcast. Well, of course it is. You wouldn't be hearing me talk if you weren't listening to the podcast. The reason why you're hearing my voice right now, let's talk about zombie donuts. Yes, zombie donuts in the beautiful city of downtown Fullerton, California. Zombie Donuts has been owned and operated by the Gonzalez family since 2014. If I do my math right... That's about six years. Yeah, I have to write. Uh, math was never my strong point. I go there at least once or twice a month because my barber's in the area. And what I like to do is stop there, get myself a coffee. With that, various coffees. They got hot, cold brews. They got blends. They got fufu lattes, which I like. They got regular donuts, signature donuts. A lot of their signature donuts are horror themed. Uh, my personal favorite is the Bleeding Heart. Check it out. Even the parking lot is zombie themed with their signage. They got a beautiful decor inside. You can sit inside, enjoy your donut. Check out all the spooky, yes, spooky horror theme, but it is family friendly. And they got an outdoor patio. If you bring your dogs with you, you can sit out there right now. It's Halloween time. It's Halloween time. You can sit out there and around spooky decor and hay bells. And, and I believe they got some scarecrows too. 
amazing coffee, amazing donut. Did I even say the merch? They got merch. They got t-shirts. They got tumblers. They got stickers. Hold on a second. Let me take a sip out, out of my signature zombie donuts coffee. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. You know, my coffee drinker. I love my coffee. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. Downtown Fullerton. Zombie Donuts. Tell them Rick Creeper from the Creepcast sent you. Zombie Donuts. Gonzalez family. Support small businesses. Go check it out. Oh, my. are going. There is no escape from the creep cast with Rick Creeper. <laughs> Alrighty, we're back at it. Uh, episode 11. We're here with my very special guest, uh, Poison Glow, aka the Ghost Town Bride from Scary Farm. Also a scenic artist for Knots. Mm -hmm. And you're our, uh, <clears throat> you just want a recent journey becoming a um i guess a vendor or you're just creating your own art you're doing it through instagram and you just did a recent do my own art yeah you just did a recent event too didn't you i did actually yeah we're at the garden walk how did that go did a little halloween pop-up event it went really well too and i was very happy with how everything turned out oh i had intentions of going but it was too hot that day for me so i don't blame you it was real hot <laughs> So let's let's discuss. Uh, I think I creeped myself out enough about the bride. So let's uh, let's talk about your, your position being a scenic artist and what have you done as far as what mazes you've worked on for Scary Farm. Okay. Um, well, I've been there, like I said, consistently since 2016. Um, I've been back. I'm full time there, so I work on every season pretty much. Um, last year in particular I was pretty much leading up the paint crew on Origins so that was my baby um, so wow. from start to finish really jumped in there and got that one done uh, that's probably one of my favorite uh, projects I've worked on uh, recently uh, the other ones I've done uh, the depths I did that one from the very beginning to end as well that's probably one of my favorite ones um, I worked on trick trick-or-treat the when they did the new facade so cool i worked on that one uh pumpkin eater also did that one i mean we all kind of jump in like on the older mazes we all kind of jump in and help touch those up so there's little bits and pieces of us all over those and sometimes there's easter eggs that you can find um most of the mazes actually if you really look around you'll see little things and love letters so to speak that we leave behind to to guest fans and former monsters and you know people that may have passed on um so that's kind of something special that we do and we kind of keep them alive through that i can honestly but, hang out in, in the hollows i love pumpkin pumpkin eater just that i love the whole concept and the details i have a thing for jack-o-lanterns uh, but you said orange oranges too that struck me yeah. but pumpkin eater that's just uh, if i could just sit down in a chair and like the, the entire night and just watch the guests go by and just hang out in there. I was like, this is so cool. I, I love, I love the maze, the details, everything, the concept. Um, if, if, if I were ever to have the privilege of working at Knott's, 
and had an opportunity to work in that area, I was like, sign me up. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I don't care as long as I'm in this area. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I love I love the concept yeah. of pumpkin eater. It's just uh, any, anything that's like based from a certain period. I love that colonial, colonial area or just anything from like the 30s or 40s. It's just uh, any period whatsoever. Even like, you know, origins. It's based from the old west and it's just like that iconic history of knots. I mean, we grew up going to knots. I mean, my first experience going to Scary Farm was in 90... I'm about to age myself. 92. I think I was about 15. And I was terrified. And I just, I, I wanted to go back. And I was like, oh my God, I want to keep going. But um, you worked on some pretty cool mazes. And just, uh, you've done everything from painting and, and just, uh, just certain details in the mazes as well. Yeah, we um, normally will do, you know, the entire maze as far as the floors, the walls, uh, props as needed. Um, we do have our own prop department that works on the majority of that stuff, but every now and then we will hop out. Like, for instance, in Pumpkin Eater, there was a giant bug. It was inside of like this pumpkin room. I, I actually painted that uh, bug. So, That's like, cool. you know, we kind of do stuff like that sometimes. It's pretty fun. Is is it sad? I, I, I know you're gonna, you're gonna. I know the answer, but do you, do you get a little? emotional at the end of the season like knowing like hey this is my baby i worked on this all year and, and it, this is the last day of haunt and now we had to put this away and it's just like it, it just does it strike a chord sometimes um yes and no but i i think the no part because i see it year round you okay. know like i'm immersed in this environment all the time and there's a lot of stuff that we don't take down that's backstage so i constantly am surrounded by haunt um but in the aspect of you know getting to see it come to life and watching all of these you know amazing talent come in and like really bring our creation to life like yeah it gets a little sad because you're like i'm setting this really cool stage up for somebody to come and perform on and it's going to be so cool Mm -hmm. and it is and it's so neat to watch like that one room that you know i spent all these hours making look so cool having it come to life is just this unreal feeling you know so it is a little sad when you know it's all over and done with and you're like well <laughs> but you feel that energy just still in that room if that makes any sense i totally get it i'm sorry that's the coolest job in the world i'm sorry <laughs> that is just so cool you guys get to do that we we were geeking out so we went on um, the recent taste of knots and um there's the fence line that we we're passing by and me and my girlfriend right there i'm like babe, babe look 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 and you can see the giant pumpkins from from I, I believe it was pumpkin eater and then she's like you're such a nerd sometimes with haunt i'm like i was like <laughs> you, you, you know what the package you were getting you started dating me i was just like yeah i saw the light tower i think from the depths <laughs> you know what you got into <laughs> i was like this is who i am you know <laughs> it's just like yeah but i saw that i'm like dude that is so cool i'll just like oh my god it's just again we grew up you know we grew up going to knots as kids and just uh i remember like the soapbox racers and like uh um what else were just all the all the I'm like, I'm old, I forget all the old rides and then just like when Scary Farm would come in it's just like I just trip out that you know during the season that you're doing both that you you're doing you know your responsibilities of being an, an, an artist and then you're also performing at night it's like how do you manage both that's just insane I mean you have more energy than I do gosh <laughs> well, <laughs> well it, it's a passion for, you know mm-hmm it, uh, that's very honorable and commendable that the fact that you could do both and just uh, during Han, it's just uh, that very respectful. So um, I want to talk to you about your art and your recent uh, journey you've gone down. 
So uh, let's get into that. What can you tell me about your 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 outlet with your new artwork and everything? Just the, the crafts you created. There's so many pieces I love. Like I, I want to buy them all, but I can't. So what, what can you tell me about that? <laughs> um. So pretty much I've always created a lot of things. I just never have really shared them with anybody. Um, it's always been more of my private collection. I never really wanted to share with anybody. I get very attached to my art pieces when I'm doing them. Um, everything's heavily inspired by obviously Halloween, mm -hmm. um, Haunted Mansion, Scary Farm. Those are pretty much my top three things that I'm concentrated on. Um, I feel like I just put so much into the, my art sometimes that it's really hard for me to let go of it or I don't want to show it to anybody because I feel like I don't want anybody to judge it. <laughs> that makes any sense. Or, or okay. them to be like, what are you thinking about? Because I do have a lot of weird thoughts that go through my head and I kind of feel like my art is kind of a glimpse into what's going on inside of my head sometimes. Um, I'm a very strong advocate for mental health and stuff like that. And I feel like as of, you know, recent, I feel like a lot of people have been going through a lot of things and I definitely can relate and understand a lot of that. Um, I lost my best friend about three years ago. And uh, since then, it's really kind of caused me to sit back and really like appreciate a lot of different things that I didn't really appreciate before and um, one of the things he used to always push me to do is you know you need to share your art and I'd always be like no no I can't do that and I'm like no way and you'd always tell me you know you're really good at this like you need to do this and I was just like no I can't do that and uh, I think a lot of just hearing his voice in the back of my head has kind of pushed me to move forward and really put it out there and just see what happens. Um, he was always that kind of person where it's just like, it's not gonna hurt to try, you know? And here I am trying and- You're doing it. It's a cool experience so far. It's, it's very therapeutic when you have a, a creative outlet and um, you're obviously passionate about it as well. And uh, some of the pieces, I, I'm just like, I want them all. It's, I think one of my favorite pieces, it's a, there was a sign, it's, I, I forget what the sign said. It said like spells, elixirs and toxins. And it had like spider web on it, but just the lettering you did, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I want that in my living room. And then you did a, um, <laughs> I think I, I don't, I don't know if it was a coffin. I'm trying to remember. If it was a coffin box. It was a shelf, and you painted it. It had a uh, black and purple details into it, and I think it was these little little windows on the side. And I was just like, it kind of looked. I think it would look look like a dollhouse, but it was more. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I put that it's right. It's like a big bookshelf thing that I did. It was like a haunted house bookshelf. I love that. I'll just, I, there's something about purple. I just, I dig that color. It's just, uh, it's related to me and my girlfriend. That color. Same. It's probably one of my favorite colors. You'll notice I use it quite a bit. <laughs> that those are my two favorite pieces. Um, and we talked about event. I shouldn't say it on the podcast, but all I'm gonna say. Eventually, I would like to make have a custom piece made for her, and she's into very like vintage Halloween and jack o' lanterns and ghosties and all that. But I love the artwork and just the fact that you're you're, you're thank you're, you that you have this creative outlet and you're sharing with the world. And that, that takes a lot to like you know like open up and like show the world. Like it makes you feel vulnerable because it's yours. But at the same time, it's like yeah. you're bringing enjoyment to people's lives. Like so many people, I saw the posts. So many people were just like just infatuated the fact that you created something and then they have a piece of it now and it's like you know you're you're putting a smile on their face so i get it it might yeah. be hard to share with people like, i was telling my day it's like very therapeutic i feel for me now exactly like sometimes you could kind of see what kind of mood i'm in depending on what i'm working on like there's days where i feel really sad and you can tell even just by the colors that i'm using that you know 
this is the mood I was in, but it's kind of neat to kind of capture that and for me to look back on it. But I was trying to share this with my friend just the other day about, you know, with me sharing my art now that I feel like I'm always so judgmental of myself. And, you know, no matter what it is, I'm always looking at the flaws in it and the, you know, the things that I don't like about it, but it's been so satisfying for me to be able to create something and then hand it off to somebody and watching the way that they react to it, seeing them light up, seeing the happiness it brings, it kind of brings it all full circle to me and makes me forget about all of those things that were flawed or things that I think are wrong with it. And then I also think about how when I buy something from some another artist or something like that, how happy and the joy that it brings me. So knowing that I'm able to give that to somebody else is like making me look at it in a different aspect and it feels really good. It's, it's very self-gratifying. Uh gratifying that you're creating something from raw emotion and then what you feel from it, that person's pick up on the energy as well and the fact that you're making them smile you, you, you brought something into your life that's cool to me that has more value than buying something from a big box store the fact that you it's your it's your personal touch it's your it's you know it's your heart you're putting it out there you wear your heart in your sleeve and then like you probably saw it at um at literally the- yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I could only imagine just the uh, the reactions of people that um were buying your your pieces this weekend at the Garden Walk. The fact that you could see the you know you could see the enjoyment on their face that to me is more satisfying than anything. It just and that's why I think I I think it's cool what you're doing. I totally dig it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I am gonna have you make a yeah. piece for me eventually. Uh, just um, we'll figure something out. You got it. Just let me know. So, where do you find inspiration? As far oh, uh, you mentioned, like the haunted mansion and knots. What other inspiration do you have? Um, you find that helps you create your art? Um, a lot of it, like I said, is a lot of it's just emotion. Um, I hold a lot of it in. I, I'm one of those people who you'll probably never barely be able to read exactly what's going on with me, and I know that that's not always a good thing, but it's something I'm working on. <laughs> but. That's definitely my outlet, and so a lot of the times when I am feeling a certain type of way or whatever, I, I just kind of express myself through my art. So you know, if I'm just not having a good day, sometimes just sitting down with, you know, my canvas in front of me and just kind of letting it all out, it just makes me feel so much better. So if I'm not taking inspiration from all the things that I love to look at visually, it's definitely just my feeling inside that I kind of regurgitate and <laughs> throw it up all over this canvas, and that's what you get. So that's great because you're creating art and also it's very therapeutic for you. So it's very emotional and you're putting it to art, which is just, to me, it just has more, like I said, more value than buying something from like a big box store. And so some more support and small businesses. I love that. Yes. So um, what can you tell me about Halloween? Halloween. Well, it's definitely a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> when I first heard that there was this thing that was going to happen and it was going to take over for the month and we're not having scary farm, I was just like, oh man, this sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but really looking at the whole, you know, everything that we put together for this event, it's amazing. I'm actually going to be taking my, my son just because I'm like, he needs to see this. This is so cool. It's really neat to see us doing something in this time that nobody's really offering much for Halloween. And mm-hmm. we're all kind of feeling we need that fix, mm-hmm. which I know is why we sold out. <laughs> crazy. But um, I know, crazy, right? I, I think it's really neat. I think it's great that we're doing something more geared towards like family. Um, 
I don't get me wrong. Obviously, my heart is in Scary Farm, but I think if this would be a really cool event to carry on throughout the years, you know, going forward, if we're able to, just because it's so neat. Like, I know we already do Spooky Farm, like on the weekends for kids and stuff, but mm-hmm. just seeing the entire park just decked out is just it's beautiful it's so cool and and looking at it more from the aspect of just you know traditional halloween fall time like it's just neat i'm trying not to watch too many youtube videos or like i don't want to go down i want to be surprised and when i learned you could go trick yeah don't watch they everybody posts everything nowadays which isn't bad but at the same time like i like to be surprised when i get there like i want to be looking at this for the first time in person with my own eyes you know so it doesn't do the videos don't do it justice, justice. like when you get there just being immersed in that you're gonna be like yes this is awesome I, I purposely haven't shared a lot with the girlfriend um she's only been to scary farm once with me and then a year before when uh, i think the last time elvira, elvira performed there so the last year like she really was able to experience the full you know the, the full gambit so I haven't purposely shared a lot of them in Halloween. I'm like, oh my God, look at that, look at that. I geeked out that the kids are going trick-or-treating. I'm like, uh, can I go trick-or-treating too? Like, I want to show up with my pail. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, want, I want candy. I'm like, hey, you know. Yeah. I, I got this cool right. button-down shirt, like pumpkins on. I'm not, well, we're getting dressed up. I mean, we're not going to wear costumes, but I got like my, yeah. I got my date night my Halloween shirt. I'm going to wear that thing. But I'm like, I'm like, I got my, my pail right here, my candy pail. I'm going to take it with me. Hopefully they'll let me in the yep. park with it. Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We're going, I believe, on the 18th, but um, not just the food alone, but just like the ambiance. And, and like, I saw some footage at night, the lighting. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. I just, I, I can't wait to do it. You guys did an amazing job. Uh, Thank you. It just, again, you we see, definitely know how to throw an event together real quick. Let me tell you. <laughs> it doesn't look, honestly, it we're do- great under pressure. It doesn't look like it was thrown together last minute. Like just I, the, the details that I've seen, I'm like, this looks like they planned this out like way in advance. Like it was very calculated and like orientated. I'll just like, again, I have this thing with pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and just like peanuts, peanuts kind of strikes a chord with me. And I'm like, oh my God, they incorporated Camp Snoopy. Like I'm, I'm a big kid. I'm like, I can't wait yes. to see it. It's just like, <laughs> I'm geeking out on that. So I, I can't wait to look, uh, to check it out. So, uh, I hope you enjoy it for I, sure. Oh, I'm going to eat everything I can. I'm, you know, I'm probably going to gain 10 <laughs> pounds and then all the candy and just lights and everything and just seeing like, oh, it's going to be so cool. So it's Halloween. You got to enjoy it. Exactly. You know? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to splurge. So, so what's your favorite Halloween candy? My favorite Halloween candy. Hmm. That's a good one. Like specifically just Halloween candy or just candy in general. Okay. So. Normally, what would you be your uh, your to go to during during um Halloween season? Huh, that's a rough one. Honestly, this is gonna sound stupid because it's not anything too special. But I love Reese's pumpkins, the little pumpkin, the little pumpkin stuff. ones. Those are the best. I must have eaten like five of the. They white- taste better than regular Reese's. I tell you. I got the white pumpkin ones and I eat like five, five at a time. Just, yeah, those are good. My thing is, and I don't know why people don't like candy corn. I I just, I like candy corn and the little, the little pumpkins as well. Pumpkins. That was my next one. I was going to (laughs) say, I love those little pumpkins. Right. I like candy corn, but I love the pumpkins are so good. It just, uh, they make a fall. I think like a fall mix and it's got like different color candy corn, but they got the little pumpkins in there. I could only eat two because they're really sweet, but. I only eat those. They are. 
I'm such a dork. Like I'll eat a Halloween like candy and drink like pumpkin beer, and then I'm, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting like the pumpkin spice latte. I'm such a nerd. It's just that's uh, me. <laughs> a box of blueberry yesterday so i get it <laughs> i've been meaning to go to <laughs> yep. so yeah candy corn for me so nice. normally what i do right before we end the episode i have a fantasy question uh for each guest which i didn't do last episode so it could be any era any era any year it just if a time portal opened up in your your house at home and you could go back to any era of, of scary farm or go back to any area area during Disney to work the haunted mansion. What year and what? Wow. Like, would it be the golden age? Like of like scary farm, like in the eighties or would it be like the mansion? Like when they first opened, like in the sixties and seventies. And- That's a really rough question for me because <laughs> I am such a nerd <laughs> to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. I think for the mansion definitely would be like, around the the time when it first opened in 1969. Mm -hmm. I would love to have been there opening day, Mm -hmm. uh, August 9th, 1969, uh, just to see how much it's changed. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that there used to be live actors inside, like that's really Really? cool. I didn't know they had live actors, really. Now, would you be an attendee or would you want to be working inside? That's a rough one because I'd want to be both. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantasy, so you could do why not both? You know what? I'm gonna do both. Okay. I'm gonna do both. Yeah. And so, then for for Scary Farm, um, honestly, I think I would go back to maybe like the mid '90s. I really loved it around that time. The '90s. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember in the mazes in the '90s, um, I, they always tickled us in the neck. Like it felt like they had feathers or they did something. Also, they used to have like the um I wanna say they were like Chinese yo-yos. And it's what it is, it's it, it looks like um some people did, yeah. Yeah, I remember the, the guys on the streets had them, they go like that to your face and they're like two inches away. It just I mean, that was the nineties where things were totally yep. never everyone has shaker cans. Yeah, it's I think just, of the nineties and I think of those. I think of shaker cans, I think of <laughs> people with like LED lights in their masks. I think of like just this whole different time you know that we've lost everything's changed so much i also think about it in the aspect of that was haunt before social media and don't exactly. get me wrong social media is really cool and i really love all of that but being that when i first started working the event there was no no facebook there was no instagram there mm-hmm. was none of that mm-hmm. you literally would work the event you keep in contact with maybe a couple people that you you know became really tight homies with or whatever mm-hmm. And you wouldn't see anybody again until next year. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know anybody's business. You wouldn't know about their life. Nobody was competing about Thank who had the most pictures, who's more popular, who's this, who's that. And I feel like it genuinely just kind of had a different feel because of that. Nowadays, things have changed so much because of social media, because it has become more of a, for lack of better words, a pissing contest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I agree. It, it sometimes it bums me out a little bit because I always I kind of want to take a handful of these kids that are like you know new and still have these fresh eyes and I want to show them what how different it was back then because it really was and it was so cool and like I said that's kind of what has kept me going being that I was from that time when things were so different and being able to just continue on and like it's so sad that nowadays I see so many people that get caught up in all of this you know crap and 
they don't end up lasting very long just because of it. And it's, it's sad. It's sad to me because it's something that we're all so passionate about. And some of these people could move, you know, towards something better. But unfortunately, because of that, it just kind of screws everything up. But I think that's my biggest reason also for wanting to go back to that time because it was simpler times. So so, there you go. I mean, the, for me, my, my most vivid exp- um, memories of Scary Farm is just you get to that intersection of La Palma and Beach and you see the fog rolling, rolling through the intersection. Yes. And you, hear, you hear the screams <laughs> and I'm like 15 and, and, and some of my buddies made fun of me. You're 15? I'm like, dude, come on, give me a break. And I was terrified. I was completely terrified going through the turnstile and just um, going through Ghost Town. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go through there. And you just hear like, oh my God. And I'm like, this is, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Everyone has shaker cans. Yep. Then, I remember that feeling like walking up to the gate and your adrenaline is just like pumping. I remember just being so stoked to get through there and just like so nervous. And then you walk in and you're like, we're here. Like, this <laughs> is it. Like, it was so cool. And again, it was so... Um, I, I forget the word you used, but it's like there was no media coverage. There was no news coverage. You had no idea what you were walking into. Now it's a, you kind of, right. it, it's cool. Like, yeah, there's a breakdown of the mazes. Like, hey, this is this is the theme for this year. I, I Don't get me wrong. I love it. But like, you know, back back then, it's like you had no idea what you're walking into. I mean, you literally got the, yes. the map. You look at the map. You're like, oh, okay, let's go here. Let's go there. And it's like, it's yeah, that was terrifying to me. It just, um, like I said, just the, the old school knots. To me, that always takes me back. My biggest regret, I was 19. Uh, and uh, I auditioned. It wasn't even an audition. I think you went and applied. At the time, I didn't live in the area, and they're like, "Hey, are you gonna be on call?" I'm like, "Okay," and it went from like a couple on calls to like they wanted me to their time. But I'm like, I don't live in the area. I don't have a car. But I wish I just could have like experienced that like in my 19s and when I was 19 or 20, just like that golden area. Who knows? I would have. Who knows? I would have been that. But I look at it this way: it's like it wasn't meant to be. This is why I discovered this at 40. How old am I now? I discovered it at 42, two years ago. And it's like, if people trip out, they're like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, well, my second year. They're like, whoa. I'm just like, yeah, I just, just do my job. <laughs> like, I just want to have fun. Do my job. It's like, Hey, yeah. I'm doing my job and my job makes your life easier here. And we're having fun. It's like, and if I'm making people smile and having a good time and cool, it's like, and I, that's what I'm there for. It's like, anyways, well, I think that's it. Thank you for carving time out of your life to coming on to my janky ass podcast and sharing your life experiences to <laughs> share your life experiences i love your art yeah. i love uh, just the fact that you're so passionate about it. i mean you're passionate about all three of them you know being a performer being a scenic artist and then just being just an, an artist as well to me that just has more value than anything just having passion just passion and love for what you do and um <clears throat> personally thank you for giving me advice for the for the last year and a half that we chatted indirectly and just being a decent person to me and I really know who I was and I've always appreciated and respect everything you told me and so thank you again and um I'll try not to be so scared next time I see the bride maybe eventually we'll run to each other in re- <laughs> real life outside of makeup um so thank you so much yeah. for everything so uh, I think thank that's you a, I appreciate it so much it just I don't want to take up too much of your time I could ramble on and like ask you like stories about knots and I don't want to do that so um so thank you again we could do that on another day if you want perfect so thanks again. This is episode 11 of the Creepcast with Poison Glow, a.k.a. the Ghost Town Bride. And I just want to thank for everyone supporting the podcast. Uh, more importantly, I want to thank Glow for coming on. You're an amazing guest. Um, I love your art. And that's pretty much it. So thank you, guys. Happy Halloween. Take care, everybody.
You've once again barely escaped the clutches of the Creepcast with Rick Creeper. Next time, you may not be so lucky. To find out more about the Creepcast and Rick Creeper, follow Rick on Instagram at rickcreeper11. Until next time, be sure to keep that lantern light burning. You never know what could be lurking out there in the dark. <laughs>